New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Today, I'm hosting futurist Dwayne Elgin, author of the revised edition of Choosing Earth, Humanity's Journey of Initiation Through Breakdown and Collapse to Mature Planetary Community. I'm speaking with Dwayne at his home by remote connection. Dwayne, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Justine, so good to be here with you, dear friend, old Thank friend. You. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, old friend, many decades. <laughs> yeah. In these cataclysmic times, you're not offering us any easy prescriptions for fixing what is happening, nor encouraging us to return to a better past. Even so, you don't suggest that we give up, Duane. You don't suggest that we surrender to ruin. And through your long experience as a futurist, you see that humanity has no choice but to go through this collective, what you call an initiation. And you suggest that we do this by leaving our collective adolescence behind and start acting as responsible adults. So my question is to please help us understand what a collective adolescent humanity looks like compared to what a maturing adult humanity looks like? Well, uh, what does an adolescent humanity look like? Well, uh, turn on the TV set (laughs) and uh, and start watching. And what you'll see is um, materialism run amok. Um, You are what you consume. Uh, what people think of you is what you're wearing, the car that you're driving, the home in which you live, and so on. It's uh, I, it's it's presence in in this life based upon image and such. And people know this. This is not news to anyone. This is the way we live our lives. Uh, but that mindset of uh, materialism, consumerism, uh, the image that we present to the world and so on is creating uh, the uh, materialistic society and world that's over-consuming the earth. We're in way uh, in overshoot as a, as a species. Uh, the earth can carry, it's estimated, something like 3 billion people uh, with the resource regenerative capacity that it has, and yet... Here we have 8 billion people, maybe 5 billion more than the Earth can carry um, in its current form, which means we need to profoundly reconfigure how we live life on Earth um, in in this generation. It's now. Uh, We've used up the last 50 years of wiggle room, and now we're up against it, and change is underway. And uh, we can't go back, and we must go forward And the choices going forward are very challenging. And to meet those choices, we're going to have to grow up. We're going to have to move into our uh, maturity. And in that uh, maturity, we're going to move beyond 
identification with material things primarily and say, you know, the, the community I live in, the ecology that surrounds me, the family that I have, the education, and so on. Qualitative aspects of life are becoming way more important than the materialistic quantitative ones. A more mature world uh, moves towards um, the gifts of aliveness, uh, where we do things that we uh, find delight in, joy in. It might be the music we play, the the um, painting that we do, the gardening that we uh, that we engage in. Uh, on and on and on. These are the true gifts that we each have and that we enjoy bringing to the world are often uh, very um, low impact on their impact on on the on the earth. We can afford true gifts, and it's the consumerist society mindset that we can't uh, really afford to continue uh, in its present form. So we're going to have to go through a time of initiation. Initiation says, "Grow up." You're living on a limited planet. Uh, learn to live uh, with reality and, uh, of life on this planet. So um, that is the nature of maturation itself. That's the role of initiation. It's not to serve so much the person as it is the larger community of life. If you go through initiation into your mature uh, place of life, what you have is capacity for reflective consciousness. You can see yourself and what you're doing. Uh, you can say, well, I'm more than just me. I'm we. I'm a part of this, my family and a larger community of life. I have a responsibility to them. Those are qualities of maturation that we really desperately need um, as this time. We're going into a time of breakdown right now. And rather than surrender to just full breakdown and collapse, we need to pull it together for a higher level of uh, maturity as we go through this time of deep initiation as a species. Yes. Somewhere in your book, I believe that you mention a greenhouse. And Earth itself can be thought of as a greenhouse, that we are all living in the same greenhouse. Yeah. There's nobody living outside this greenhouse. Nobody's living on, on the moon yet or Mars yet, but we're all living in this greenhouse together. And um, there are not all the actors are really great actors in this. There are some viruses among the greenhouse. Uh, <laughs> but you mentioned that in going to a more mature place, it's more than me, it's we. And that reminds me of something else that you mentioned in your book. You mentioned the South African word Ubuntu. It's such an uh, evocative word. It means uh, I am who I am because of who we are. And it's because of my ability to relate to you as a person that you then relate to me and call out from me qualities of being, ideas, presencing, and so on, uh, that would otherwise just be left dormant within me. So I become alive. I become contributing in my relationship to you. And so Ubuntu, I am who I am because of who we are. Well, yeah, we, we're going, we're doing this together. 
we're doing this together. It isn't uh, separate egos out here. It, we're going through a time of ego collapse, if you will, with eco-realization. Uh, we're a part of a larger community of life, Ubuntu. Well, it's the, not only who you are, but who life is that surrounds me. That draws me out. I know that you are part of and co-director of something called the Choosing Earth Project, and I'd love for you to say something about that project. Great. Uh, there are two aspects of this, uh, really, Choosing Earth. First of all, we have to understand what's going on. Uh, is there a choice here? Uh, what kind of choice is there? Uh, we've spoken about some of them in our personal lives or choices in our collective lives and so on. Uh, but the first step in choosing Earth is to say, wait a minute, uh, what's going on here? It looks like we've got some big problems to deal with. I better step back from immersion in my uh, rush of life and look at those. So understanding, that's our, uh, we've spent the last six years almost developing a book and a film and, and study guides and such for understanding what's going on. The next stage after understanding is communication. Okay, if you understand what's happening, well, we better talk. Uh, we either talk or we fight. We're fighting now. Let's talk instead. So, okay, let's use our tools of collective communication, the internet and all the rest to come together in countless conversations. And so that we can begin to find our collective pathway into a promising future, one that, that resonates uh, with us as a more mature species living more equitably on the earth and sustainably on the earth and bending the curve of growth away from a ruinous crash and collapse and towards maybe a, 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 a bump with the limits to growth, but then not ruinous to where it ruins the earth itself. So um, the capacity to communicate is central to making that uh, bend in the curve of our uh, evolution. And in that path of communicating, I mean, right now, we're so polarized. Let's just take, for example, as we are doing this interview, there was a just a terrible terrorist attack in Israel. And now it has just inflamed this entire region and even the world. And so what I am trying for myself, Dwayne, is to not go to a quick conclusion or quick opinion. I'm trying to expand my lens so that I see this in a larger context. And I must admit, Dwayne, this isn't easy because I have my own opinion. I have I've grown up in a certain way. I have beliefs, all of that. So uh, that's just as an example of how hard it is for us to get off of our soapbox <laughs> and have this kind of conversation that you're talking about. Help us to know how to enter that in a good way. Well, um, the good way is is to say, well, look, I'm a mature uh, person. I'm not threatened by your opinions. I welcome your opinions uh, because I re recognize we're going to have we live together on this earth and we're going to have to listen to one another, even if it's not something we want to hear. And then there, a mutual dialogue can can unfold. And over time, 
we can come to some greater understanding of what's required to live sustainably and uh, livably on this small earth. So um, looking at mass media right now, mass media drives separation, exploitation. They say, well, you are separate from other people and you better take care of yourself because uh, one of the key themes in, in the newsroom behind the scenes is the idea, if it bleeds, it leads. And I'm sure, Justin, you've heard that phrase, if it bleeds, it leads. And news organizations around the world use this idea. They say, well, let's show something really bloody up front and really get people's attention. And then we'll hit them with some advertisements. And then we'll show them some more blood and gore. And then we'll give them some more advertisements. And then we may show something softer down the road. But what they're doing is manipulating the, the mindset uh, of, of the people of the earth for the benefit of their uh, profits as, as a company. And so we need to shift uh, our mindset from it, if it bleeds, it leads to a mindset to saying uh, compassion leads. Compassion knows that there's suffering out there in the world. That's the nature of compassion is to be with that suffering. So it's not to turn away from the suffering of the world, but it's rather to bring it into our hearts and let that awaken us and motivate us to uh, creative action in the world, uh, in our personal lives. So um, we were in this extraordinary time of uh, waking up growing up and becoming the responsible Earths on this small planet. And it's it's uh, something that we can do. We've all grown, you know, people listening to this program have gone through their adolescence to early adulthood. They know what we're talking about. And there's no magic here or mystery. It's growing up is a hard thing to do. And there are a lot of mistakes that we'll make along the way. And we have to be forgiving of making those mistakes. Be compassionate uh, with the childhood of our species. Uh, we're all in this together. Uh, we're all we're, we're either going to rise together as a species or we're going to fall together. Uh, but I don't think there are going to be any safe havens in, in our future uh, because this is such a, an, an incredible vice of transition that we're being caught, squeezed within, that uh, we either rise together in, in promise or we fall together in when, ruin. When you say there is no safe haven, what elaborate on that. I'm not sure what you, you meant know, by that. Well, uh, for example, billionaires are looking for their safe havens. They're going to New Zealand, perhaps, building a massive island with guards that will will guard their enclave and so on. Now, that kind of uh, safe haven can work for a while. Uh, but let's say 10, 20 years go by, and what we have then are... Uh, extreme uh, shortages of food and other uh, necessities of life, medical and so on. And the people that are regarding the billionaires may say, you know, it looks a lot better inside that uh, that building than it does standing outside with a gun. So let's turn the guns around and we're going in. And we're <laughs> going to take that, take it over. There is no safe place on the planet. Uh, when it really comes to push, comes so to you're shove. saying we're all in this together That's for right. sure. The mature collective is to acknowledge that and to be welcoming to that. 
That's right. Be welcoming of that. We are in this together, just like as you said, it's a greenhouse. Uh, there's we're in it. So yeah, welcome the uh, diversity and welcome the opportunity to to grow into another place of living, not only on the earth, but in the universe, in the greater aliveness that we have been gifted uh, just by virtue of being alive. Oh, I want to thank you so much. There's so much more that we could cover. And I suggest that people do pick up your book, go to your website, and know that Dwayne really has talked about the different uplifting forces that we can choose and we can actually incorporate in our lives. So it's not just gloom and doom. It also is a way forward that we can choose however long that takes and be patient with how long it's going to take. I've been speaking with futurist Dwayne Elgin, author of the revised edition of Choosing Earth, Humanity's Journey of Initiation Through Breakdown and Collapse to Mature Planetary community. And to find out more about his work, go to his website, which also includes his project that he co-directs, the Choosing Earth Project. Go to his website, DwayneElgin.com, and he spells his name D-U-A-N-E-E-L-G-I-N, DwayneElgin.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org where you'll find over 1,800 programs in its archive. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you, please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.